We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wellbriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, 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 I smelt your head hey, all the way downstairs. Hey. <laughs> the Juan Toscano Anderson episode <laughs> number 95. Hey, hey, Juan I do believe that's Skonga me. <laughs> episode. That sounds really made up. Who is it? Juan? Juan Toscano Anderson. He played for the uh, Golden State Warriors last year. What? Yeah. Uh, Remember, he's the, first me- he's the first Mexican guy to win the NBA title. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you say his last name? Uh, Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tos- Toscano Anderson. Toscano. Oh, that's what I was. Toscano. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Hey, Mr. Toscano. Anderson. Come here, say. Hey, come here. You still got your clothes and inks? Get down, James Brown. <laughs> of course he's got a record. 18 and oh. Al Cayo Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever use my boxing again. <laughs> Just raise that bumper a little bit like your uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> I-F-Y-K-Y Hashtag I-F-Y-K-Y I-F If you know, you know (laughs) (laughs) Okay Vatos locos are forever, homes We don't die, we multiply That's not in the movie, I just made that up It's not? Uh Uh-uh don't say that. I was thinking about. I was thinking about this all we day. We come out chased by hounds. <laughs> <laughs> we come out of the body of chased by hounds. <laughs> I was thinking about call, uh, calling it Live ninety five episode. Oh yeah, yeah. NBA Live ninety five. Oh yeah, NBA Live. R I P. R I P. I I just seen uh, NBA Live like nineteen. I think nineteen or eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still out there. Nobody plays it. Yeah, nobody it's switched played. over to two K. All about two K, baby. Yeah. Because I remember a while ago, I remember it was the big thing was like on the controllers. Remember you got the two, uh, the two little knobs that you can move around, like the little joysticks. Yeah. You had to line those up in order to hit a free throw. Yeah. And then everybody was complaining. And then that's when I felt like that's when the big shift to 2K because you didn't have to do that on free throws. Mm. This is probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. I remember people were complaining about it on social media. Oh, just because of the the way you have to the control, huh? Yeah, the free throws, little joysticks. You got to like line up the two arrows right to the overlap, and then push a button at the same time. And gee, that's a lot. I know, that's a lot. They make it really hard, man, to make like, a, make a free throw. Yeah. So now, like uh, this year, two K twenty three, it's all going to be like skill based. Oh, yeah. Like no more pie charts. Uh, it's gonna be like how like player like oh your like player. the real deal. Yeah, like the real deal. Like you gotta you know, crazy. It's all about how good you are now. 
Yeah, I remember like playing where you could just get like somebody and like figure out the timing on the shooting. Yeah. And then you could just tear it up. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, you can't do that no more. Like it, it it's gotten progressively harder. Um, but also this year, like so like there was these these ways to get around it, so they'll get like a fast point guard, right? Yeah. And man, they just dribble back and forth. Like go back and forth at the top of the key or wherever. Yeah. Just go back and forth till they lose you and then shoot a wide open jumper. Yeah. And then they make it. Yeah, and they make it. Called Green Bean. Yeah, so... Uh, really? Yeah. So they do that, and now they nerf that. They cut... They're, they're doing stuff to cut that stuff out now. Wow, that's crazy. But, then, you, you, I mean, with video games, you'll find a way, right? Like, I know with Madden, they just have a tendency to toss the ball up, but you can't intercept it. I mean, you can, but but it, it like it'll hit your guy right in the chest and yeah. bounce off. No. Whereas, you know, like if it was realistic, it, you, you could just grab it. But yeah. that's how they, yeah, I get it. Mm. I see. Yeah, so yeah. you're just throwing up Hail Marys all the time and yeah, they're not getting it. Mm. Remember Double Dribble? Did you ever play Double Dribble? Yeah. Way back in the day? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. And, they, and then you go up for a dunk and then it changes to that other graphic. Yeah, that black and white. Oh yeah, when you yeah, when they make a dunk or something. Yeah, it's just like but, uh, stick figures going up and down the court. Yeah. But when you were saying Bob that just, when you were saying that just now, remember you can go into the corner and like jump up like ju- jump up to shoot and then when you let go of the button, he lets go of the ball. Yeah. But as long as you're holding it, he holds on to it and you can kind of wiggle the joystick back and forth and in the yeah, air yeah, yeah. while you're in the air. <laughs> still make it. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old school games. Yeah, I tried to play my son on 2K, man. It whooped me. Not even. Fun, I can huh? still have a little bit of chance on blacktop. Yeah, I can still. I still. But like, if we play with teams, man, he's calling plays. He's asking yeah. for picks. I don't even know how to do all that. He's I, taking charges. I'm like, what the? I, I'm lost. I get yeah. lost because I don't. I'm not. I don't play. You know, I don't play all the time. Pretty tough, man. Blacktop's fun though. Yeah, it is fun. So we play like a lot of uh, playground or uh, rec. Yeah, yeah. Like it's five on five in a rec. Like you go into this uh, pro like rec rec yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Like and yeah, you run teams. Some of them teams are good, man. So oh, people yeah. like people run together. So there's like a crew of about seven or eight of us, six or seven. Uh, I think we got an eighth player sometimes. But yeah, whenever people have time, like. A squad yeah. of five of us will get on and we'll run for about an hour. They have all those courts. You can play three on three. You can play two on two, four on four, five yeah. on five. And it's all online. And people just kind of like team up and play. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? No, that one's, uh, that's the playground. Oh, that's the playground. Yeah, okay. so there's two on two. Um, you got three on three. And then also, like, if you go to, I think this season, like, you can go to the top deck. And you can run five on five up there. Dang. Playground. It's cool. Um, and then in a wreck, you actually go to a different lobby. Yeah. And then you play in like a kind of like one of those. Like uh, a YMCA or something? Yeah, like a YMCA looking thing. Yeah. And it's all five on five. You got like the same jerseys. Like they're all red and black. Oh, okay. Um, got white. the same pin, pennies yeah, on Yeah, yeah So it, it's cool, man it, It's cool, it's fun, man But All the baby mamas in the stands Yeah Yeah <laughs> It was crazy because Remember COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah So they took the people out of the stands last season 
Because really? of COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to make Damn, it more realistic? too real. <laughs> and then you also got, like, these tryhards. Like, these tryhards will run, like, Pro-Am. Mm. And they'll play, like, money games, right? Like, wow. like they'll play, like, Pro-Am. And it's, like, the blacktop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can also run, like, five on five. But those are, like, the, the tryhards. Dang. And even in the wreck, you get tryhards. Everywhere you get tryhards, it's just, like, What's a tryhard? It's like a freaking, you know, you got to bring your A game. They're like the, you know, they're, they're like the, really good. The best players? Yeah. yeah. Like really good players. Yeah, you got to be good on defense. You got to be able to time that shot. Because they say green bean because there's a little meter. And if it's like perfectly timed shot, then that, that little meter turns green. And these kids call it green beaning. Oh. It's crazy because this year, actually, everybody could shoot this year. Oh, really? Yeah, like, your player didn't really need to be, like, a good shooter to, to Just shoot. as long as you You know what timing? I found out? If What's you're it? MJ and you play on the blacktop, yeah. you hardly ever miss. Yeah? Yeah, and that's how that sometimes I'm able to beat my son because, like, he'll be all over me, and I'll pull up, and I'll say, get off me, and I'll go in, you know, go in. He's like, <laughs> how are you doing that? And he gets all mad, even yeah. though it's, like, red and, like, yeah. Contested and everything. Yeah. Speaking of uh, <laughs> old school games, remember Tecmo Bowl? Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. And the Bo Jackson? Uh-huh. When you were Bo Jackson, nobody could catch you. Oh, really? You could, just, you could run all over the field. I remember Tecmo Bowl, yeah. And, and I they don't remember they that. Couldn't, they couldn't, he was the fastest one on there. Nobody could catch him. It was basically like a cheat, but yeah. it was just huh. built into the cheat game. Cheat codes? Huh, that's crazy. I don't even remember playing that. I just remember like double dribble, double dragon, Mario World. Mario World? Which one is that? Isn't that on the regular Nintendo? No, no. Uh, well, there's they had like or Mario Brothers. Yeah, Mario. Well, one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. That's those one. back when you when you were still hold up with the cord. Yeah, hold up, hold up, hold up. Over here to my right. <laughs> All the way from Bob and I know, I know, I know. He's your hoe in one. He's your favorite Indian. JCB, say what's up? One on one, I wanna play that game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and over here to my left, all the way from L. Jesus. He ain't even trying to preach. He's the pod Gotti, Randy B. Say what's up? He was a shooter and a robbery. I was doing my job. Nobody has the right to kill innocent people. Oh, you're a bitchy, frattle-vendido, puto. There's a big pile of chinga to madre right there. <laughs> it is very good to be here. Hola. Hola, Hola, señor. And you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, empty barrel. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. 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 Little man. Hey. Little man was brave. <laughs> hey, All right, hey, I got some icebreaker questions. Are just kind of some off the wall questions for you guys. Are you guys ready? Those are my favorite. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. Without further ado, the first question. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Perrier. Tacos. Tacos and Perrier. Just Mm -hmm. Perrier? Just bubbly? Water. 
Just bubbly water. Because I go through a lot of that stuff. Man. Yeah, water be good. I don't know. Unlimited. Just like for the rest of your life. Tacos. Yeah. Huh? That tacos is good. Tacos I is think. Good. I don't know. Um, what say my, you? My initial knee-jerk reaction would be like shoes. Yeah. You know, just, just like I could just go at any point in time. Like, oh, I feel like a new pair of shoes. I'm going to go grab one. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, but if I really think about it, it probably, yeah, have to be some some kind of food. <laughs> <laughs> some balouche. If you want me to be honest with you. Hmm. Probably uh, Indian tacos. <laughs> <laughs> the everlasting Indian taco. <laughs> <laughs> By Willy Wonka. <laughs> By William Wonka. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back around to that one. Next question. Would you let aliens, aliens, would you let aliens beam you up if they came to Earth? Do we have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that was my same exact thought, too. I was like, wait a minute. What, what? if they just like put out a PSA, like, who wants to be beamed up? Leave your yard light on. <laughs> what if you don't have a yard light? <laughs> <laughs> Leave your headlights on, then. Leave <laughs> all your headlights on. I put your hazards on. <laughs> my first knee jerk reaction, like you said, is to say yeah, but then I'd get up there and be like, "Hey, man, maybe this isn't. What are you gonna do with that? Hey, what you doing? <laughs> they whip something out. And, hey, what are you gonna do with that? But you, Pod Gotti. for what? <laughs> like the alien thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no! I, that was my thing. Was like, do I have a choice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a question. You have a choice. Take no. his phone away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, uh, but I think I would. I would let it, like I. I think that'd be cool to like check it out up there. I would let them. <laughs> I would, let, I would let them do whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, yeah. start whipping stuff out. And be, hey, what are you going to do with that? Uh, yeah, I don't hey, know. Don't let. I changed my mind. Ow, ow. <laughs> you said it was going to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> you said a slight pinch. <laughs> All right, moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Back to the questions. <laughs> what season would you be? What season? Oh, I was thinking of like a, like a show, but you mean like fall or winter? Yeah. <clears throat> I would be springtime. <laughs> I, I'd be summer. Because mm. I'm long. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I'm sweaty. <laughs> I'd be winter. That's when basketball happens. Okay. Yeah, no, it's good. I just love winter. Aside from the roads, if we could have winter without the icy roads, I'd be in heaven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I, 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 can, get, I can get on board with that, but I'd have to say without the, like, severely... Low, low temperatures. Oh, I love that, man. Because like then I don't sweat. 14 below. Yeah, I don't Perfect. Sweaty. Perfect. Perfect, <laughs> man. Cow. That's perfect. 
Cargo shorts, flip flop, and a hoodie weather. Just walk around. Nice That's no cool. lie. I've seen him. I've seen him do that. Dinky's no polar bear. <laughs> Are you part? You must be the polar bear clan. <laughs> That's nah. what I'm saying. Polar bear clan. <laughs> All right. Next question. What is a simple dance move that you are bad at? Bad? Bad. Bad, like, bad as like in good. Terrible. Like horrific. Um The Running Man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The new one or the old one? Old one. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what any of them are called. I can I can do the floss. But I'm not bad at it. Like the new one? We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> dance for us. Get up and dance. Get up and dance. Dance for us right now. Dance. Is that a challenge? Yeah. So, whip out your Tic Tac right now. I'm going to show you. Uh, no, man. You like <laughs> what, But I mean, like, you see all these dances nowadays? Like, wow, oh. man. It's like, who can, I mean, no, I can't do any of that. So I'm going to have to say all of the above. My niece is like three years old. Uh, my daughter just showed me a TikTok of hers last night. Yeah. She's like sitting there lip syncing and dancing. <laughs> She's like barely three, dude. She's oh, three. just <laughs> jingle dress. I can't get that one down. <laughs> oh, yeah. The old style jingle dress. Old style jingle dress. Oh, I can't get ways. the steps. Oh. No, what's that? One, um, oh, shoot, I just slipped my mind. My daughter was trying to teach it to me. It was really long, like a TikTok dance. Like you have to do all the moves. Yeah, there's that part you go. <sighs> you put your hands out like that. What's that dance called? I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was laughing at this man. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how you gotta do it. <laughs> Renegade. That's what it's called. Renegade. Renegade. Did I just... you, ever, did you ever see that show uh, Shakira has? Um, what is it? Shakira, so can, Shakira. It's a, it's a dancing one, but there's there's our like they do these viral ones. Yeah. But then they show you how to do it. Like Shakira will get up and she'll say, "Okay, then you got to do this, and then you got to do that." And then, man, after about like two or three seconds of watching her, it's like, who's gonna remember all that? But then these people, uh, like real people, come yeah. out and they do all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but they kind of throw their own little flavor into it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, man. Shout out to my girl Shakira. She my, might be going to prison. Tax my, evasion. My first love. Should have paid them taxes. I'm going to write you, baby. I'm going to write you. Yo, send me your address. I'll, I'll, I'll write you, too. Everybody needs a pen pal. Let's reconnect. Reconnect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I used to clean that uh, bill, uh, chamber of commerce right across the prison. Oh, bro? I'd always post on my snap. I'd be like, I miss you. <laughs> I wonder if she's thinking about me too. <laughs> I wonder if Bigfoot thinks about me. <laughs> All right, uh, what is your favorite song to sing? Any genre? Any? I'll sing all of them. Really? Um, What's your favorite one to favorite. sing? Like it's your got, go-to? Go-to. It's got to be. We'll narrow it down. Probably a country song, just because they're fun. Uh huh. And if I had to say that, I'd say, uh, I'm so lonesome I could cry by Hank Williams. Let's no. hear, let's hear I'm a, a snippet. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I'm so lonesome I could cry. <laughs> He's like, you didn't, you were, like that. I didn't Hit know you were going to put me on the spot. You said, <laughs> <laughs> I try to, did you see me try to backtrack real quick? <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. No, no. You know what's a good song that I like to sing? There's a uh, ish to man in my pocket. <laughs> Good. Uh, what was that? Oh, 
Don't Close Your Eyes by Yuck. Keith Whitley. Yug. I know, right? Yeah, I know. Tell Lori I love her. That's another Keith Whitley song that I like. Keith Whitley has a pretty good, I like his voice. Yeah. It just speaks to me. Alcoholic draw. Is it raspy? No, it's really no. deep. Yeah. It's baritone. Is it it's good. silky? When you say <laughs> nothing at <laughs> all. <laughs> Old Mr. Webster could never <laughs> define. I'll let that one go. I was going to say something. <laughs> all right, what's the song you like to sing? I just like to mess around. Um, I always act like a powwow singer or like a... Uh, <laughs> like that eh? <laughs> My mom gets a kick out of it bro Like I'll go to her house And I'll start acting like I'm singing it <laughs> so laughing, He's acting like he's mo- singing One of those morning songs She says So But you're making them up then right Yeah so oh. it's all just freestyle Just yeah, like okay, okay. To me it's funny like yeah, You know yeah, like, yeah, I, get yeah. I get it my, I get it Cause my mom laughs And then she always tells like like her sisters or something. She's like, this guy is crazy. He's always acting like he's singing those like morning songs. Remember when they, yeah. What about you? Uh, favorite song to sing? Oh, uh, man, a lot. All kinds of songs. Powwow, round dance. Uh, ooh, but back in the day, my go-to karaoke was, um, oh, what is that? Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, yeah. Julio? Yeah. Been standing most of our lives living in the gangsta's paradise. They got yeah. the situation. They got me waiting. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the street, so I got to be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with my knee on my mind. Got my tan in the hand and the gleam in my eye. I'm a low-down gangster, set tripping banger. And my homies is down, so don't arise my anger. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. I, I didn't even know I had that in me. I support you. Oh. My, my, my. my down at my, the, my. you could have found me any Saturday night down at the Crystal <laughs> Lounge. <laughs> Rapping to the Cowboys. Rapping to the Cowboys and getting them free drinks. <laughs> All right, let's do one more and we'll jump right into it. Uh... What vegetable is best with cheese? Vegetable with yes. cheese? What vegetable is best with cheese? Uh, and go. Well, I, dang, I, I kind of trapped myself because I started thinking of vegetables that go with cheese, and I'm oh. not necessarily the best one. Uh-huh. But, uh... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go see. on. Yes. Uh, Keep talking. The best vegetable with cheese. Uh-huh. I don't know, broccoli. You think so? Yeah, I used to hate broccoli when I was a kid, but man, it's pretty good now. It's I pretty like it. Pretty good with cheese. Pretty good with cheese. Ooh, la. Uh, pretty warm in your house when you have broccoli and cheese, huh? Broccoli and <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, yeah. What about you? I don't know what I like with cheese. Mm. Cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Is crackers a vegetable? Vegetable crackers. Fry bread, easily. <laughs> <laughs> One of the no. four basic food groups. 
No, actually, uh, fry bread, like day-old fry bread, is like good when you throw like shredded cheese yeah, on the top. Yeah, and throw like, it in the microwave. Yeah. yeah. Make like an Indian quesadilla. Yeah. yeah and then you, like, but you can't have too throw, much. Yeah, not too much. You yeah, throw just a like, slice of bologna on there, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I've been, I just now started eating Spam. <laughs> I can't have just too now? much of that either. Well, it's just like about, maybe about 10 years ago now, that I just kind of... Huh. Remember, because I never used Tommy to. Tommy was there. He said that he doesn't like spam. Yeah, we're all like, what? Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, so check it out, man. He's uh, one of those hustlers at Crow Fair was selling some uh, breakfast sandwiches. So it was biscuits, egg, and spam cheese. Ooh, it was pretty good. Dang, it's bacon and eggs and hot sauce, man. I make it like this all the time. Yes, sir. What's that on then? I don't know. <laughs> juice. You guys oh, watch yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Right? Remember still? Yeah, still pouring like, some of his 40s. Yeah. What is that? It's bacon and eggs and hot sauce, man. I mix it like this all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, cool, man. I think we're all warmed up. Would you guys agree? Mm-hmm. I still can't think of any vegetable that goes with cheese other than oh, broccoli. Oh, true. Broccoli, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, anything like tomatoes or bell peppers goes good with cheese because it's always like on a taco. Like a stuffed pepper? You ever try those? Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't like it. I wanted some bread. With it? Yeah. Because like it's, it's a low-carb dish. Yeah. And I just wanted some bread because it was like, it tastes like a taco, but there's no bread. There's no, yeah. Okay, I, I get it. But I think there's more than just <clears throat> cheese in there, but. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a tough one. Yes, sir. I'll just take straight commodity cheese uh-huh. right off the block. See, your, see, your, see teeth marks in there? All right. Well, this week we are going to get on to the Speaking On Hits episode for y'all out there. And with that, DJ, if you are ready. Hit me with that. Why don't you hit me with that beat? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. In it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. All right, all right, all right. It's Mo Hugs, not drugs. And today on my speak on it, we are going to talk about reservation dogs. Those pesky, furry things that are running around. Res dogs. Res dogs. No, just kidding. All right. Talk about reservation dogs, the TV show, as we're getting into season two of it. Um, I'll share my own personal reflection. We'll go around the horn and. This week's episode, our speak on it, we got each gonna got each got twenty minutes. So, my initial when I first started watching it, I was I was laughing my head off. I was like, "Oh, that is so cool!" Like, you know, stuff like it was totally relatable as far as how I grew up, how me and my friends were, how me and my cousins were. With a lot of the stuff they said, experienced, um, just kind of that mischievousness of uh, being a res kid. And, yeah, it was just kind of, <clears throat> and then along with the, um, like, the trauma, uh, I guess I didn't necessarily have anybody, like, I knew when growing up, like, commit suicide or anything like that. But there was a lot of death. 
Uh, I lost friends to car wrecks in high school and and even beyond high school, <clears throat> um, losing friends and cousins and stuff to car wrecks and due to alcohol consumption and, you know, just being living that reckless life like, you know, we didn't care. Uh, I was, you know, I grew up in that and I was part of that. And I think that part was very relatable. Uh, and, you know, just the humor in there. Uh, was, I think some of it was kind of cheesy for me. Like they tried too hard in some episodes with the trying to get that native, trying to fit that native humor in there. But overall, I think that first season was really good. I really liked it, and um, I really liked that the different characters. Like my favorite characters in the show from season one were like that Cheese and Willie Jack. They're pretty funny, and then the little brothers, Mike and Funny Bone. They're pretty funny. <clears throat> but you know, that's just my initial. What uh, my reflection and open it up to you two gentlemen at this time. What are your thoughts on Reservation Dogs, the show overall? You know, as we're season one and then going into season two now. I, you know, I, I said this before, man. I, I really liked it, um, and I not to repeat anything that you said. Yeah. But like one of the things I really like about it is like the characters within their community. You know, like yeah, like, like you know, they run into Uncle Brownie one day. And then uh, West West Studio, what's his name? Bucky. Bucky, and then Big, the 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 cop. Like yeah. you know, like if you go home, there, there's always those characters that you oh, know, yeah, like yeah. the whole community knows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you run into them, and you know, they're just really colorful people. And I think as Native people, you know, that's just who we are. Yeah, yeah. But I really like that because you never know who they're going to run into next. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you know all these all these people just coming out of the woodwork. That's one of the things I really enjoy. And of course the humor, like I, <laughs> it's one of the, the, the few shows that when they say something and then I'll, I'll actually laugh out loud. Right. Like I'll start cracking up. Yeah. Like that was, that was pretty witty. That was pretty funny. You know, and that, that's just how we are too. Like, I mean, just us three as we are, I mean, we do that all the time, you know, just mm-hmm. cracking jokes and, you know, ragging on each other and just trying to, you know, get a laugh. And then um, one thing I think that that is, is unique to, I mean, I don't know if it's unique, but the, one, something that I noticed that we do is that, say, Randy will say something funny, and then, oh, I'll jump in and put my take in. Then, oh, yeah. Then, yeah, and then we all start building on that, and then it yeah. just, just goes from there. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, it's just my opinion, or this is just kind of what, I would think that that's probably, I mean, it's probably a lot of fun being in a writing room with them. Oh yeah. 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 Cause then, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting there and you're just basically being yourself and then, Oh, that was a good one. Let's put that one in there. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, the humor is really where, where that's at for me. And then of course, you know, tackling those tough subjects, right? Like, you know, suicide and, and, and losing friends and family members and, and yeah. they, and they kind of alluded to it in the first few episodes on season one about, you know, meth heads, you know, they're, oh, yeah, yeah. they don't really put up, put too much of a focus on, uh, substance abuse and that's fine by me, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's cool. But, you know, it is out there. It does exist. But as far as, you know, using that humor alongside, um, talking about 
tough things that reminds me of a podcast that I really like to listen to. Oh yeah, I heard of them. It's, it's real good. I'll, I'll I'll put it in the listener notes. So you guys <laughs> oh. oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, two thumbs up. Um, I I caught up. I think I they have five episodes out, and I didn't watch the fifth one yet. On season two, season two, yeah, yeah. So did the uh, episode five just come out by itself, or yesterday it dropped two of them? Oh, it's by itself. By itself, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. They're not doing two show deal no more. No, they dropped three originally, and then the oh, past two three. weeks they just dropped one. Okay, each week. Yeah, so I mean, man, I'm I'm looking forward to watching Reservation Dogs. I know myself and my daughter, uh, she's looking forward to it. Um, that one night we tried to watch it, but I ended up dozing off. Mm. Um, and then the parts that I did watch were like freaking amazing. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like when they were in the bathroom and stuff. Uh, what's his name? Dallas Goat Tooth. The porta potty. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> stuff like, yeah. like, yeah, man, I started cracking up. But I think like I really want to like sit there this weekend and, and really just watch them. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend will be like the first weekend since the beginning of August that I'll be able to relax and just chill and, and sit back and give my take on. Word. You know, but I, I mean, man, we still rewatch uh, season one. Yeah, you know because um, that's kind of like the way I bond with my daughter is like just laughing and joking. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, so yeah, we watch it together, and, and you know, yeah, but we just haven't had the time to to sit down because by the time we get home, it's late for us. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. So, that. but the parts that I did watch, I got them in, in bits and pieces. I was laughing so. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to Saturday, and I'll come back on Monday, and I'll let you guys know my thoughts. No, I want them right now. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. Um, so I was reading this article today, um, Sterling Harjo. He's one of the uh, writers, and he's yeah. from Oklahoma, uh, Seminole, and I forgot his other tribe that he is, uh, but that's like their homelands in that area from um, from Oklahoma all the way to yeah. Florida. But he was talking about how <clears throat> when he got approached, like he had this idea for the show and he wanted to go against the grain. He wanted to go against like stereotypes. Yeah. Rather than, uh, you know, the stoic native and war shirt and headdress and, you know, talking like this and your white man laws don't apply to me because this is our land. Yeah, like talking like that. He went to go against all of that and just show everyday life of a res kid. And by doing that, he went to just beat down those stereotypes like that, that in mainstream Hollywood, how we're portrayed, you know, like a vest and a bolo tie and very stoic. You know, that's how our characters are portrayed. Even in, like, I just caught a <clears throat> part of an episode that that show Yellowstone. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, and that's how they are in there. Those natives, and they're coming to town hall meetings, and they got their warrior shirts on, and they got a war bonnets, and they're talking like this to the white people, and yeah, your laws don't apply to us. And, you know, they're talking like that in that show, and they're sitting cross-legged and looking at the white man and, they keep showing that in that episode. They kept showing that native he was sitting cross-legged, even though everybody else was sitting in chairs. They had him cross-legged on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's what's crazy? As I was listening to uh, 
a review on a podcast, and these were non-natives reviewing the the, the show Re- Reservation Dogs, and yeah, one of the things that they commented on was that 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 stereotypical kind of stoic Indian. Yeah, and they they made they made the point that they we acknowledge that, but they make fun of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's because that's funny to us. Yeah, I mean it is. Like when we're watching it, it's almost like a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it because we're human beings. I mean, we we got we got TikTok and Facebook and we yeah. know what the internet is, and you know, I don't always talk like this, but when I do, much wisdom comes out. So you better listen. <laughs> so when you hear this voice, you better listen and pay attention listen, because I'm, I'm about good. to teach you the ways of the ancestors. <laughs> so, but yeah, but you know, but they, <laughs> but they made a point of like like saying that. It's acknowledged, you know, like Dallas, Dallas Goldtooth, he comes in there and he's supposed to be the spirit, but he's kind of a goofball, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Okay. So they, they acknowledge that part of it, but then, you know, they also throw in shade at, you know, the the main the mainstream... Um, stereotypes? I, yeah, the mainstream stereotypes yeah. that other people in Hollywood and, and, and other... Um, you know, depictions of us in movies and TV Historically. shows. Yeah. So I I thought that was pretty. That was a uh, um, how would you say it? A pretty nice flex on their part. Oh yeah, definitely. What about you? So he wanted to go against the grain, and I think that's awesome because I think we're uh, he's hum- humanizing natives, right? For sure, for sure. It's like, hey man, we're just like you guys, dog. Like we have our humor, we have our like, you know, like everything. Like he's just bringing it to the forefront, and I think it's such an awesome platform that they have to utilize that. Yeah, you know, to to say like, hey, Native America's here. We never went nowhere. Uh, we're not the big dumb Indians that you think we are. Like, you know, we, we're yeah. funny. We're engaging. We live real life just like you. Yeah. Um, because I think that's overplayed. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like the Tonto type. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. the Tonto. Oh, like oh. how? Yeah, like, and you think about it, and there are still people in the world that think that we live in teepees. Yeah, and still ride horses. Like people actually think that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a show to come out on a platform as big as this one, yeah, and actually get extended to a second season, bro. Like, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I think it's genius of the Sterling whatever to Harjo. Yeah, the Mister Harjo to freaking use this platform in a positive way, bro. Like, and use that native humor. So it brings me back to a conversation that I was having today. I was like, man, one thing that all natives have in common is their humor. Yeah. I'm like, if you ever want to connect with a Native American, crack a joke. For I was sure. like, don't be freaking, like, don't think you're, uh, don't worry about being PC. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, I was telling my coworker, like, hey, man, like, I was like, mainstream, we kind of concerned about not, not stepping on your toes. And we, we, we're corny when we tell jokes. I go, but natives will, will call you out, like. You know, in, in a joking way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how you know, like, natives like you. Like, we're funny people. Like, when a native likes you as a person, like, they'll rag on you. I said other people might think it's mean. Yeah. But it's not coming from a place of, like. Malice. Yeah, malice. And he, he's sitting there. He's like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah. So there was this client that we were talking about who's, like, this well-built man, right? Like. <laughs> and he's kind of intimidating, bro. Like, okay. 
Um, <laughs> no, but I'm going somewhere with this. No. So, like, everybody's kind of, they don't want to push his buttons because they're kind of afraid of him because he's really confrontational, but I think that's a facade. Oh, yeah. So um, The first time I asked him, he was like, hey, bro, like, you got some, you know, you got some change or whatever. I'm like, man, I don't got none. And I go, but what I do got, and I, you know, I mentioned treatment. Yeah, 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 I'm like, I do got treatment, bro. Like, I help you. And he's like, man, that few man. Like, dude, he, like. Just did a complete 180 from being all kind. Just of calling me brother, you know? Yeah. Um, so I ran into him like about a month ago. Um, and I rolled up on him, me and my coworker, and my co- I was like, man, like, my coworker's like, oh, I don't know if this guy to be friendly, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like matched his energy. I'm like, what's up? And I said his name, and I was like, you ready for, you ready for treatment today, bro? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like just as aggressive as he gets. Yeah, yeah. And, bro, like, he just busted out laughing, man, and his wall came tumbling down, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, his wall came tumbling down, and, and he's like, man, you know what, Len? I've been thinking about that, bro. Like, mm. And then we started talking. Right on, right and on. And then now, like, a month later, like, he actually approached us this week, and he was like, hey, man, I'm thinking about it, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what brought his wall down was humor. Yeah. Right? Like, saying, hey, I'm not afraid of you. But matching that same energy that he had, yeah, his walls came down, and now he's re- seriously uh, considering. Right on, right on. You know, but it's humor, and that's something that we all have in common. And I think it's awesome that Sterling Harjo is doing that with with his platform. Definitely, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, that humor is like really uh, universal, like you said, amongst his natives, and that's what I really appreciate about the show. Uh, there's another take that, <clears throat> um. That I was hearing, and I have been hearing from some natives, you know, I won't say who, but their their take was like... Give us wh- some initials. Yeah. <laughs> ABC. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were saying they didn't... They thought it was funny, for sure. Of course, it's a funny show, but they said... Now all these white people are going to watch that show and think we're all like that. And I was kind of like, hmm. I didn't know how to think about that. Like, I was like, well, majority of us are. What do you mean? Like, yeah. you know. Well, maybe, I mean, we are, but not, maybe not to that level because at the end of the day, it is a show. It's a fictional show, and it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be like that. It's yeah. supposed to be a little over the top. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be, I don't think it would have the same kind of Appeal. And energy and kick yeah. to it and appeal. Um, like, everything on the show might happen on our res, but it wouldn't be the same people doing all that stuff. It would be like maybe that would happen to like 30, 40 people in a yeah. day. It wouldn't happen to one, like one group of people. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. It's the way I look at it. <clears throat> and and I, I don't know. I mean, hey, people are going to think what they think anyway. Oh, yeah. um, like, and it, it it might just some people might non natives might see that and then it just kind of reinforces what they thought to begin with. Yeah. But I think a lot of non natives, from what I've been hearing, it's the exact opposite. Like, oh, that was funny. It was because it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. You weren't supposed to take it seriously. Yeah. And they get it right. And and to say, well, they're gonna think all natives act like that or you know talk like that or you know, um, that's fine because you know we're funny. Yeah, yeah, you know, we are. Because it, we, I think we're really good at you know uh, laughing at ourselves. Yeah, you know, and and I think that kind of 
ties right into, you know, teasing each other just to kind of piggyback off what Randy mentioned earlier is something I always say is that I'll tease the people that I like, but I will torture the ones that I love. Yeah. Mm. And that's, and then, and it's just, it's, but I get it back too, you know? I mean, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a pastime. Yeah. And I, I know, um, for example, there's an older white gentleman that I, that I work with. And, you know, at, at face value, I get your first impression would be he's not the kind that would joke around. And initially he wasn't. Yeah. But as I got to talking to him and, you know, getting to know him and he got to know me, you know, I'm always throwing shade his way. And he just laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he laughs and he goes, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. I get it. You know, and he gets a kick out of it. And he, <laughs> and he you know, he does his job. And when, like, I have these little tiny downtimes in between what I'm doing. And so I'll go over there and help him. And he'll, he'll, he'll even wave me over. Hey, you're not doing anything. Come help me, you know, just so he can. Joke yeah, Josh around? Yeah, mess around with him. And he's, <laughs> he's a pretty good sport about it. You know, a lot yeah. of people think he's kind of this grumpy old man, old white dude, but he's not, dude. You get to know him. Yeah. And it was just like Randy said, it was that humor. Yeah. And, you know, it just broke that barrier. Like, and, and now it's it's an everyday thing. You know, I, I, I know. just love to. He's a good dude. You know? Yeah. Right on. No, it remind me of this Bastila that used to come out and firefight with us. Like, you know, man, get like, man, there was like, what, 20 natives on a crew? We're all joking, and like, he's the only Bastila white guy on the team. And like, we're joking constantly. Wah, 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 wah. Even when, you know, it's rough and trying to keep morale up, so everybody's joking and laughing, and it's real freaking hot out where, you know, we're cold trailing, you know, on our hands and knees through uh. the black and doing all this hard work and we're just joking laughing this whole time you know like kind of trying to keep the morale up because that's you know they told us that we got to keep the morale we got to keep the morale up. let's just keep this joking going and then like he got mad one evening like a week into us guys were out on this fire and he's like he freaked out on all of us he's like why the f is everything have to be so funny and like <laughs> and like he was freaking out on us and we all just sat there and we're like sitting in our, by our outside our tents and smoking cigarettes and and he's freaking out on us there, man. We all just busted out laughing when he got gonna, done. I was going to say, that would have made it even more funny. I know. And he stormed <laughs> off. And, man, the whole time he was storming off. And we were laughing and laughing and laughing, like making fun of him. And <laughs> calling him Elmer Fudd. And <laughs> Elmer Fudd. Got himself pissed off and got, made it even more funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, man. But anyway, that's my speak on it. Thank you for joining me. Go ahead and hit me with that beat. That's a good topic. Oh. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. In it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. That was a really long intro. But now I have the voice, so you must sit down and listen. <coughs> listen. Open your ears. Open your heart, for I'm about to pour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About to pour what? What are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah, that sounds gross. I said shut up and listen. No, uh, Embarrassing. <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to do. But, uh, yeah, today... Um, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the four areas that we, we, we live by 
um, the, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual, right? And I know we talk about these things all the time, but some things for me just bear repeating. Uh, for me, and this is just my take, and we'll go through these one at a time, and we'll just run around the horn with it, but, uh, you know, we, we have to be, we, they always tell us that we have to be in balance. Everything has to be in balance, and to be centered, all of those four areas have to be well-maintained. If you're neglecting one, the other ones will suffer. And we'll start with the physical. And what that means for me is that's everything from eating healthy, eating right. You know, I'm not 100% on that. You know, i got to be honest. I do get kind of junk food junkie about it. But, you know, uh, what we put into our bodies, you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, eating right... Uh, exercise on a daily basis, you know, trying to get that exercise, you know, go out and walk. A lot of natives like to play ball. Um, There's a lot of runners. Um, So, you know, to to get that physical activity, to get up and move is important too. Um, And another thing is, is to take care of your health, right? If there's something that's bothering you or something that, you know, you're not feeling right, it, I've just seen too many people, like, neglect that part of it. Like, okay, I'll I'll put it off. I'll put it off. I won't get this checked. I won't get this taken care of. I'll put it off. And then it just gets progressively worse. And um, with that, I'll just kind of, you know, send it around and see what you guys, if you have anything to add or what. But my body, (laughs) my body's telling me yes. Should have listened to your mind. Baby. I don't want to hurt nobody, <laughs> especially myself. Um, smells so, like rain. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the body, the physical. Yeah, that's something I try to do every day. Uh, so, like, I do better when there's structure, like the structure of work. So, when I'm at work, I can have, like, a low-carb lunch. And I know that, you know... <clears throat> And I, you know, I just have like mixed nuts and a protein shake. Um, <laughs> but like, so I can just like, I do that while I'm working. I'll drink my shake and I'll have my trail mix <laughs> <laughs> or my sriracha almonds. You like to mix it up, huh? Yeah, I like to mix it up. He <laughs> likes diversity. <laughs> but so that's just something that I'm able to do when there's that structure. But when I'm outside of work, like on the weekends, man, it's like free for all. Dinner time? Yeah, eating whatever, everything. Um, But I'm being more conscious of it. And for a while there, like, at least once a week, I would fill in my um, food journal, what I ate that day. Oh, okay. I I try to do it after each meal, like what I ate. So then I'm, like, I'm conscious of it. Okay, this is what I ate. Um, I don't go as far as, like, calories and carbs and all that, but just what I ate. And I notice when I'm doing that uh, religiously every day, then I'm eating a lot more healthier. Because mm-hmm. then I'll throw on some vegetables and fruits and a Cause, salad and cause stuff. Because you, you can see it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah. That's good stuff. Well, that's, yeah. that's the words of wisdom from <laughs> our, our very own pod, Gotti. <laughs> no, but I think like it, it's awesome that you're touching on that too because um, I think like if we're being honest, right, like this year – 
has been super tough on me mentally. Mm. Um, and I feel like a lot of that had to do with my diet. Mm. Um, but as I started working on my on my physical health back in March, I actually just found a, a journal um, that I wrote. Not even a journal. It was just kind of like a, a... Yeah, I guess it would be a journal. So, like, this is April... Uh, April 1st to April 30th was like eat yogurt with granola and fresh fruit, breakfast and snack, uh, walk 10 minutes in the morning, gym in the evening, Monday through Thursday, dinner at home. Um, a lot of that started by taking bits and pieces. Like now I've, I'm down like over 75 pounds. Nice. Um, <laughs> hey, But I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily following a specific diet. Yeah. I think like I went into this. I, I went into this process with the intention of doing things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Because for the past four or five years since I've been this overweight, um, after taking prednisone, like, which is a steroid, and, and I gained, like, 100 pounds, right? hmm Once I, like, did that, I would always try to do other people's programs. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I would get a gym buddy. We would go to the gym. Then i try to eat, like, what they're eating and, and do what they're doing. And I was always comparing. Like, what I didn't know was, like, I was comparing my journey to their journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this year, like, the thing that was different was, like, man, I made, like, I was intentional about what I did, and I found what worked for me. And what worked for me, like, my go-to, like, I always hear about all these people that, that have these amazing journeys, and, and they they do what worked for them, right? Like, some people, like, I know this one guy, like, he lost quite a bit of weight from eating pears. Mm. Like, every time he was hungry, rather than grab chips, rather than grab, like, something junk foody. He would eat like a pear. Yeah. Um, for me, my go-to was Greek yogurt. I found out that I really love Greek yogurt mm-hmm. with like fresh fruit and mm. granola and mm. honey as a natural energizer. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I got maple syrup, and then like one of my buddies was like, oh, I use honey. Yeah. And then I think it was my brother was like, yeah, when I'm at work, I'll take like a shot of honey too if I need a burst of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, natural. Yeah, yeah, And... As I, I took what they said into consideration, and I just started implementing that into my program. And now, like, after doing that for the past five, six, like, my goal this year was to lose 100 pounds, and I'm already almost there in, like, less than six months. Right on, right on. Not only that, bro, like, my go-to meal is still, like, Greek yogurt and fresh fruits. Like, awesome. I even bought, like, a strawberry uh, slice thing where you can take off the, the core like with that little spoon, you take out the core and then you put your strawberry in there and you just slice it. And you really only need about three, three strawberries to, for what I make in the morning, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like, rather than like freaking go eat like a big breakfast meal in the morning, which, which I used to do. And then eat a big meal at lunch and big meal at dinner. Like, yeah. man, I'll, I'll take that. And then when, when the hunger arises, like I'll eat that yogurt mm. and, I find out that I'm not as hungry as I thought I was. Yeah. Pushing the water. Um, but, but doing all that, right? Like, 
mm-hmm. man, it put me in a better space mentally. Mm. You know, like the depression yeah, yeah. lifted. Like, like, bro, like I'm being honest. Like, I was really depressed. Yeah. Like this past year, uh, just with everything that I lived through. Yep. But everything else, like coming around, and and it really started with. My diet, I've been talking to a nutritionist, and she was like, man, you know, you got to change the way you look at it. Like, rather than feel bad for eating what you're eating, she goes, if you want a burger, go have the burger. Yeah. Just start, just don't get the fries and the soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, like, because what I'm changing is changing my relationship with food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm starting to look at it like how you are, like being conscious of it and, and realizing like, hey, that's my energy. Yeah. Do I want to, you know, be energized later during my workout or do I want to work harder than I should mm. in my workout, you know? Word. And now it's to the point, like, where I'm looking forward to going to the gym, but that really boosted my morale as a person, really lifted that depressive uh, nature, Word. you know, that I was in. So, yeah, man, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. what I got was structure is important have a plan and do what works for you right yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and one thing that really helped me was like looking at it like this is what i'm doing now instead of looking at it i have to do this to lose weight yeah i was like this is what i'm doing now this is just like that's it for the rest of my life this is what i'm doing and not really so much putting a negative or a positive tag on it it just yeah. is yeah yeah just it's is. like it's like okay you know where you want to go right yeah but you don't take one step to get there. It's like taking those little steps. Yeah. You know, first off, cutting out the soda, you know, cut something like, you know what I mean? Um, and then not feeling guilty for enjoying something that you like. With, yeah. Like food wise, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. if you like hot dogs, man, <laughs> eat that glizzy, bro. Yeah. You know, but like don't use the don't use the buns either. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> glizzy strong. <laughs> <laughs> but like even now, like bro, like now tonight I'm probably not probably I will go to the gym tonight. Yeah. Late. You know, because I have so I work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday's my off day, and then I work out Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday would be my off day. Mm. But because I wasn't able to last night, I had to take a group of friends out. Not had to, but I took, like, hosted a group of guys. So tonight becomes, rather than my rest night, tonight becomes my uh, workout night, and I'll go there late because I'm looking forward to going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, uh, garbage in, garbage out. You eat trash, you'll feel like trash. You know, you treat your body like trash. It's gonna, you know, that's how you, you, you essentially that's how you feel. And that's a good segue into we'll we'll talk about the mental next. Yeah. And and for me, I think one of the things that always comes up is that something I always talk about is those core beliefs, mm. like you know, those things that are so ingrained in us in there in a subconscious that we making decisions without ever realizing this, that they're coming from somewhere, right? They're, yeah. They, they're, they have a, a point of origin. And for me in the past, a lot of those beliefs were false. They were based in falsehoods, misinformation, or things that I was, I was seeing around me. Yeah. And, you know, it goes from everything to um, how I react and or respond to my world around me and you know the events and circumstances um how i would think about other people and where i would place them uh, on essentially on a human scale 
Yeah. Um, and and then not only that, but what I think of myself, mm. right? And these are these these are thoughts. You have to pay attention to your thoughts because that's one of the things that we can control. We, we one one thing I've learned in this journey is that there's very little that I can control mm. ultimately, but I can control my thoughts and mm-hmm. to really practice um, changing the negative and false beliefs into something more positive, more pro-social, more, uh, you know, just positive all the way around. I think mm-hmm. that's, it's an important thing to do. And if one is feeling kind of a down in the dumps, I guess you could say to acknowledge that and address that too. Yeah, definitely. Um, what comes to mind is a, a saying cliche. You're not responsible for your first stop, but you are responsible for your first action. And for me, what really works is like being mindful. Initially that first year recovery, man, I practiced mindfulness, like hardcore. Like I was always, okay, why am I thinking this way? What made me think this way? Should I be thinking about this? Yes, no. If it was no, okay, I'm not going to think about this. And I kept doing that. Boom, 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 boom. So, <clears throat> and then it it spilled over into like, okay, who am I surrounding myself with? Who am I entertaining? Who am I keeping around? Why am I keeping these people around? Should I keep this person around? Yes, no, no. Okay, bye, Felicia. I'm going to keep going this way. If you want to come, cool. Well, I'm going this way. And so I found that being mindful of my thoughts, uh, like manifested in who I was keeping around me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mindful presentness. Huh? Yeah. I think that's an awesome tool, man. I, I, I think like being aware is so powerful, right? Like one thing that I'm learning about myself mentally is like, yo, like I don't always have to say what thought comes to mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, but that that comes with like being aware, right? Like, I've been talking to my coworker, and I'm like, man, like, because I get mistaken a lot when I voice what I'm thinking. Yeah. For being like an angry, bitter dude, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I like I'm from this place of like hostility, and it's like I realize that's an area of mind that I need to work on. It's like I don't always have to voice what I'm thinking. You yeah, know that that makes sense because yeah. I. I I was really bad for that too. Just say whatever. Yeah. And it never worked out well for me to say the least. I know. I'm, I'm glad you guys quit that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was really not like you. You make it hard to love you. <laughs> hard to love you. <laughs> but I think it's awesome, man, because life is about growth. Mm. You know, like even in a walk of recovery, like we're growing and we're never perfect. You know, we're, we're not perfect and we never will be. But I think like recognizing our mistakes mm-hmm. and working on like our like mentally, like to be like, OK, like maybe I'm overstepping my boundaries or maybe I shouldn't voice what I'm thinking right now and put myself in check. Because ultimately, the only one I can control is myself. Mm-hmm. And that would save me a lot of freaking like stress. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. From overthinking, overstepping, saying something I shouldn't, like, because it really is, man. At the end of the day, I want to grow and be a better person than I was yesterday. Uh, oh, that's, that's very good. But yeah, um, 
So we're, I'm kind of running out of time. We'll get to the next two on the next speak on it. How about that? Okay. We'll chop it up into two segments. That way, when it comes time to pick a topic for next time. I'm You're already, already set. I'm already set. <laughs> so the next time we'll uh, talk about the, let's see, what was it? Oh, the emotional and the spiritual. Because I know you guys have a lot of good uh, feedback on those two things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm basically done. I still got two minutes. Can you believe I actually didn't use up the time? My goodness. Yes. I see them storm clouds coming. <laughs> You're really growing. I'm, You're really yeah, growing. I'm, not Thankful for that. I'm not perfect, but I'm growing. That's the important thing. <laughs> when I use this voice, you must listen. Listen with the wings. Sit and listen. I want you to take off your moccasins. And wiggle your piggy toes in the grass. <laughs> That's how we get connected. <laughs> And then take off your leggings. <laughs> Who let that guy in here? <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> Hit the beat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, thanks for thanks for helping me out with that because I think it's important to acknowledge those things to have that balance because you know, um it, it's important that we don't neglect any one area, and I see too many of our people, you know, not taking care of themselves in any of those four areas. Mm. I mean, they might focus on one. Maybe you're all about uh, going to the gym and, and, and doing that kind of thing, but yeah. you're neglecting your mental state. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. It all ties together. But anyway, that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you have to forgive me because I really, um, man, today was kind of weird. But I kind of wanted to talk about manhood because I saw something that our church is offering. And last night, I had the honor and the privilege to take a group of uh, group of uh, men leaders in this, uh, not this community, but in their own community. Uh, out in Dallas, Texas, come up here, and they've been in Montana since, some of them have been in Montana since Sunday, some Monday, um, but we all went to the baseball game last night and really enjoyed ourselves and were able to, were able to fellowship in a healthy and positive way. There was no alcohol, there was no drugs, um, shared a couple of our stories together, but it really lines up, I think, with, with the direction that our lives are headed um, as, as far as, like, what JC was talking about, like, taking care of your, your four components, right? Your physical, mental, spiritual, and what's the other one? Emotional. Emotional. Um, but I think it's important because what we're really doing, what I think, like, 
not think. So, like, in this day and age, what's awesome is that more men are seeking to lead from a healthier place to get rid of all the muck, get rid of all the dirt, get, get rid of all the toxicity that we used to uh, cover up and say was normal. You know, and, and one big thing that I've been pushing this year has been mental health, addressing things. And I, the more I've been learning about myself, like, man, the reason why I was so aggressive was because I was always scared, scared of getting beat up, scared of losing people, scared of like what, whatever the case may be. And what resulted from that was an aggressive confrontational individual, right? But the more I grow, the more I'm, I'm seeing, like, man, like, I'm raising this awesome young lady, and my job as a father is to empower her to make sure, to really pull the gold out of her life and really set her up, right? But it also comes with, like, realizing, like, that's what it means to be a man, like a God-fearing man, one that loves God, one that loves being a father, one that loves being, a, like, a provider, one that loves being a leader, not saying that we're perfect, but... Every day is an opportunity to grow. And a mm. lot of it isn't perfect. Like, man, I know where I'm headed, and I'm more determined than ever to take the next small step in order to get there. And it brings, like, it, it, like everything is lining up because we also have that uh, the, the daddy-daughter camp, right? Yeah. But it's like, man, embracing our identities as men. Like, hey, we're leaders in the community. Like, we may have made mistakes, but we're taking the steps that are necessary to lead the next generation. And I think it's so awesome that we're breaking the stigma off of, like, mental health. Like, what you were talking about, like, we're bringing it to the table and we're using our platform to say, hey, man, I am in therapy. Mm. Man, I, I, I am taking care of my physical health. Man, I am taking care of my spiritual well-being. I am taking care of my emotions. Like, because for far too long we've been taught as a society that that's not manly. Yep. You know, but what I think is awesome is like, man, this guy was sharing his story with me last night. And he was actually talking to me, but he started crying. Just his, like, it, mm-hmm. like to be in a, in a, like, not like sobbing or anything, but like his tears were welling up. And mm-hmm. there was nothing corny about it. Yeah. It, it was just being overcome with love, right? Like love for your fellow man. Yep. Being able to speak life into a person and, and, and feeling the heart of God, like saying, man, like, you know what? I'm actually feeling for you right now. And he was telling me, he's like, man, you are worthy of love, bro. Yeah. Like God thinks so highly of you. Like, and you think about that and you apply that to what we're doing. Like, man, God, like, JC, like, God thinks so highly of you, and you are worthy of his love. Mm. Not because of what you've done, not because of what you do, but because that's how he created you. Mm. 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 You know, like, same thing for Josiah. Like, man, like, God has created you because he loved you, bro. Like, he loves you, and it's nothing that we do to make him love us anymore. Yes, sir. But to be able to be at, a like, a public gathering, we, we got... Tickets in the second row and B right behind home plate. So mm. we're able to like watch the baseball game and the whole time, like, and I took my daughter and uh, she was able to watch us like all interact, you know? 
Yeah. We were getting to know each other and then and hear each other's stories and at the end like we, we walked out in, in the eighth inning and the score was tied four to four, but we were all tired. Yeah. But it was it it really wasn't about going and watching a game, but it was about going and really getting to know each other. Yeah. And I think that's powerful. Yep. You know, because previously we used to think like going out with the guys, man, going out and getting some beers. Chasing women. Going out and chasing women. Yeah. Going out and, and getting in all kinds of ruckus. Going out and adding drama to our lives. But, man, last night it was awesome because one of the guys came back with a cup of ice cream. And my daughter kept bothering me for ice cream sounds. She's like, Dad, I want ice cream sounds. I'm like, man, chill. Like, you know, I was like, chill, chill. <laughs> and then he came back and I go, man, that looks good. And I was like, all right, baby, let's go. We went and we bought a cup of ice cream. Mm. And we came back and we sat down, and then the other guy's like, "There was uh, there was three more of them." <laughs> the, the other guy's like, "All right, man, you guys convinced me. I got to go get the ice cream." <laughs> like, you want to get the ice cream? <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. all one by one, you know, the men went up there and grabbed their own cups of ice cream. Yeah, and I felt like it was awesome that my daughter was able to see some healthy men. Yeah. Just enjoy a night out and hang out and talk and, and, and get to know each other in a positive way, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because we're breaking that stigma of, like, being that unhealthy man. Yep. The guy who has 20 kids and doesn't take care of any, mm-hmm. but we hold him high because he has 20 kids. Yeah. And don't, you know what I mean? Um, or the guys that go out and live a party life. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's awesome, man, that we're all headed in that direction, like, as a society, bro. Yeah, for sure. So. so what's your guys' thoughts on that? I think, definitely, man, I think that's an awesome thing, especially, like, you're a group of men that can be vulnerable. Because I know for, like, me and my recovery, me and my walk, and I started addressing my mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being initially just to, like, stay sober. Yeah. And it worked. But through that process, I had to be vulnerable at meetings and with my sponsor, with my accountability people, with um, others in my corner. I had to be vulnerable. You know, I had to let my guards down. I had to work on my defensive mechanisms and um, start having to deal and feel and cope in a healthy manner in order for me to get past that first year, that get past that second year of recovery and then now today i continue to address my mental emotional physical and spiritual well-being because it just makes me a better person yes you know it still works that it keeps me sober and everything but it makes me a lot better person you know a lot better uh role model for my kids um and one thing like in that being vulnerable i think I have to be vulnerable to like in order to root somebody on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even if I don't know them, you know, or see another native doing something like, hell yeah, good job, man. You know, go and shake their hand. Even, Hey man, good job. Good job out there. You know, giving compliments. And I found that takes some vulnerability too. Cause we were talking about that before we went on there. We see natives around here and they probably think we're doing a good job, but they won't even say anything. Yeah, they won't congratulate us. They won't congratulate us public because in order to do that, it's vulnerable. It's putting yourself out there. Yep. Um, but to like just cheer people on, 
that that took a lot out of me because uh that took that takes a lot for me to do that but it always feels it's gratifying like oh yeah i cheered them on you know whether they remember me or not but i gave them a good encouragement today yeah you know and i think that's awesome that you know you guys were able to experience that and i think more of that needs to happen uh which falls right in line within my thought process over the summer that i wanted to start a men's group you know yeah and i think that that was conf- <clears throat> what you shared was confirmation for me that that needs to happen yeah yeah <clears throat> i concur <laughs> i think so i think so no, it, yes. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because, I mean, first and foremost, I think it brings to light the fact that there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with expressing your emotions, especially to another dude, right? Like, just the way I said it, like, that sounds almost kind of, eh, I don't yeah. know about that. But we're human beings and we have, there are certain aspects in our humanity that need to be acknowledged. And one of them is the fact that we have a a need for that type of interaction with other human beings yeah on that level and and it does take being vulnerable but vulnerable cannot be confused with weakness oh, in no. fact it's the exact opposite yeah and you know he just said it i've said it randy's probably said it too you know putting yourself out there is not an easy thing to do it takes a lot to do that to for and randy's uh Example, it takes a lot for him to say, yeah, you know what, I I went to therapy the other day. Yeah. Like, 10, 10 years ago, if you would have said that, I would have been so insecure and so, you know, wrapped up inside my own bullshit. I yeah. would have took it out and said, ah, you can't go to therapy, you know, and try to clown around about that. But with that type of thing in there, there would be that malice in it, right? Yeah. Because of Because of my own... Um, shortcomings shortcomings yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and so um i think it's important to get this out there and and break that like you guys said that stigma and this idea that there's weakness in this vulnerability there's weakness in being able to bond in a positive way with other men right like um you know i heard you say that, you know the thought that we hold up we used to hold we used to hold up uh other males, the ones that we thought were doing what, you know... Manly things. Manly things, but, yeah. they, but they were negative things. Yeah. Right? Uh, everything from fighting and, and, and trying to live this party lifestyle, objectifying women, um, you know, having to not show emotion, you know, not being able to really bond on that real personal level. And I think that's something that we've done through this past almost two years now and and our thing i are like our our friendship and our brotherhood has been solidified by that because i know that i can come in here and i can tell you guys anything and you'll listen and you'll understand you'll give me feedback and i don't and i'm not being judged i'm not being you know um put down i'm not being you know "Ah, this guy's just weak or you know man up or you know whatever yeah i get honest positive constructive feedback sometimes it's not what i want to hear but it's definitely necessary yeah but i'm glad you brought it up because we need to break that down we need to break this idea down that to be a man you have to do these quote unquote manly things yeah but 
but to for like and going back to um you know you you say your daughter seeing uh healthy men do healthy activities in a positive way mm-hmm. then now she knows that okay that's how men are supposed to act absolutely so now i'm not going to be <clears throat> hanging out with this jerk who is putting on this front for whatever reason cuz for me like me personally i put on a front because i was insecure oh yeah yeah and, and Randy kind of said it too, like you know, his was fear based. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, obviously, mine was too. Yeah. But, um, but, but to show you know his daughter that this is how, you know, a, a healthy male is going to act, and this is how this is what they do, and this is how they treat you know other people, let yeah. alone women. So now you know, I think that, and especially at her age, you know, it's going to be like really ingrained in her mind. And as she grows older, she's gonna not gonna be hanging around with people like that. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, it's just it's just a huge thing, really. At the end of the day, to break down that wall and say it's okay to to be. You know what it is? It's being real. Yeah, it's yeah. being you. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Without no, I mean, just completely no defense mechanisms, no walls, no masks, no whatever other metaphor you want to use is just being real. Yeah. And, you know, you hear a lot of people like, oh, man, I keep it real. And you like, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. Keep yeah. it real stupid. You, you, you're keeping it, you know, real negative, I guess. Yeah. But, but for me, that's what it comes down to is to be Randy, to be Josiah, to be JC, to be that person. Regardless of, you know, you're always going to have, there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to say something. Oh, yeah. they're saying it right now. You know, they might not listen to this podcast. They might hear about it. And, oh, is that what they're doing? Trying to you know, but say whatever. And that's fine. Go ahead. Do you're not even the one I'm going to talk to right now. I'm going to talk to these individuals who are open minded. Yeah. Who want to affect positive change in our lives and our, our families and our communities and for our people as a whole. Yeah. And that's how it starts. It starts with us trying to. Um, man up, man up. Yes, sir. In the real way. Yeah. It, I mean, thank you guys for your guys' input. I think, so I wanted to share something that I, I got from, uh, Dr. Matthew Stevenson and it was regarding like taking an honest look at ourselves. This says the mirror has a ministry. Mirrors don't typically lie. Cell phones and filters are not always honest, but mirrors don't lie. Can you, Look in the mirror for 10 minutes and tell yourself what you really feel about who you are, where you've come from, what you need, what you love, what you hate, who hurt you, who is hurting you, how you deal with pain, if you like your appearance, how you feel about your circumstances, where you place your regrets, what your degree of bravery is. The man in the mirror is the one that needs ministry the most. The anointing is for them, but devotion is for you. And I'm convinced many of us are broken in our esteem because our prayer, worship, study, and fasting lives came from a thrift store. No human can healthily can be healthily rooted with a common law relationship with Jesus and his love. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna start with the man in the mirror. <laughs> what's it? You guys are I like, ma- laughing when I was listening to Man in the Mirror? No. 
No, no, no. Man, I love that song. <laughs> it brings me to tears. I forgot who I was with, man. I was jamming. It's that man in the mirror. They're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. <clears throat> that's that negative. That's that <laughs> negativity. That's toxic masculinity. Toxic. Yeah, that's the <laughs> word I was looking for. Uh, that that whole mirror thing, though, it's good. That's a good. Uh, oof, that's a tough one. You know, because I could sit here and I could lie. To you guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And and I could try. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm smart enough to put on this front, because, especially the two people who experienced it and did it themselves. Like you, you guys, oh, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> you know, you'll see that. <laughs> you know, I can lie to other people, but I cannot lie to myself. Yeah. yeah. I know what's going on. So that mirror thing is like, Whoa. I know. You can fool some people sometimes, but you can't you fool, fool all the people all the time. All the time. All the now you see the light. <laughs> Stand up for your right. Um, yeah, that mirror thing, man. I've done that a couple of times. Not exactly that, but just doing positive affirmations in the mirror, man. I started crying. Yeah, like you're good enough. You are worthy. You know, looking in the mirror and telling yourself that, man, yeah. it's crazy. Man. It brings you to tears. But to do all that whole list, man, that would uh, powerful. Yeah, send that to me. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, I think it's that. Like you say, you can't lie to yourself. You stand there and looking yourself in the mirror and talking about the bravery. But what things? Who hurt you? Who's hurting you? How do you deal with pain? Those are real, man. And that's a, that's some real moments. It's like taking the freaking like super honest look with your look into yourself. You know, yeah. Being raw so that we can become a better person. Hmm. Yeah, I want to do that. So, forward that to me. Yeah. Um, That's much good wisdom right there from our brother, the Podgadi. <laughs> That's his official Indian name. Oh. And when he when he talks, you need to take off your moccasins. <laughs> just 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 keep your moccasins off for a while. What? <laughs> 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 hit it! Hit us with some horns. Oh, Karen, I almost, something. I almost got. Uh, I almost gave you this. Just yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's 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 inappropriate. <laughs> hey, we're talking about interacting. We still need a fresh Lulu. Yeah, I know. We've been talking about this for what almost a year now. Shoot, yeah. Yes. And we have no volunteers. You want $50, ladies. Volunteer to come in and give us your best Lulu. Nice, crispy Lulu. Nice, crispy one. A nice size Lulu. (laughs) (laughs) A nice size Lulu, Keisha. Likes those nice size Lulus. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. No, but we're for real on that. Yeah, I that's mean, like I, for real. We we got fifty bucks set aside for a lady to come in and give us a Lulu. It'll take like five minutes out of your day. Come downtown on a Thursday. We'll set you up. You do your Lulu. We'll pay you, and you're out the door. But it's, yeah, it's gotta be a good one. Don't bring no B B game Lulus. Yeah, like a Lulu when it's a when it's a barn burner and you're favorite high school player goes up and does a layup that takes that takes your team up by two points with 10 seconds to go that lulu yeah that one from the heart yeah ah, la, 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 la. La, la. 
I don't know. I can't do it. I can't. Get, <laughs> I can't get that vulnerable. You are really good at this. You are really good, Luluer. Looking in your big brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to avoid that. <laughs> was that who is that? UB forty? No. no. Oh shoot, Mr. Cheeks. No, how do you? Um, <laughs> what? Who the heck was it again? One of those R and B dudes. No, it, it no, is it was a, a reggae. I think it was uh, UB forty, wasn't it? Or was it? It was the same guys that do the Bad Boys, isn't it? Yeah, <gasps> Bad Boys. Oh, yeah, bad boys. it came on after that song. Like remember? What you want? What you gonna do? When Sheriff John Brown come for you? Bad guys, bad guys. <laughs> no, I used to work downtown with the police officers and Randy, similar position. Every time we jumped on our bikes and started heading out, I started singing that song. <laughs> I go, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what they do? They laugh every time. <laughs> I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go riding with them and play that song when I yeah. get on the bike. Just jump on, play it. Just singing it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I know. I was gonna tell you. Hey, did you see that story? And oh, I think yeah. it was on Q2 or whatever, but. About those people trying to hustle fake gold in the parking lot? Yeah. I was embellished by one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, about two or three days before that story broke on the the news, I was in the Winco parking lot, and this dude came up to me, and he said, I need gas to get home. He said, I'll give you my ring. And he pulled up in, like, this little SUV, and it was a real nice car. Was it a gray one? It might have been. Like a dark-colored one? With a woman in it? No, he had a little kid with him. There was a little boy riding shoddy. Okay. But he was like, you know, can you, you want to, he said, I need gas to get home. And I, you know, I ain't going to give nobody no money like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was almost like on, like, my first initial, like, man, I want to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how about if I take you over and I'll give you $10 in gas? Yeah. Whatever. I can do that. But then something just kind of, there's something, I don't know what it was, man. Like, this gut feeling. Yeah. Like, this instinct. Like, this something ain't on the up and up. And I was like, no, nah, I I just came out of the store. I just spent it, you know. I just spent it. Don't got no money. Yeah. And then he was cruising around like that. Come to find out that they're trying to sling fake gold. Yeah. Man. Slinging that and, fool's and then I guess, gold. I guess they, you know, like try to put a magnet up to it because magnets won't stick to uh, gold. But magnets won't stick to stainless steel either. Oh, real? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, and I, I thought, man, I and once that, that story broke, I was like, man, I got to tell those guys about this because I almost got hustled. Man, yeah, you and parking lots first. Sandy, now this guy trying to sell you foods. Go, oh, yeah, when I almost hit Santa Claus or cussed out Santa Claus. Yeah, here comes Santa Claus. Here it comes it was right around Christmas time, too. Yeah. Remember? I hope Get it was around Kringle. Christmas time because that would be odd to run into Santa Claus when it's not Christmas time. Well, even, even, Santa, even Santa needs a break, right? He's got to, you know, he's got to take a little vacay, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'd vacate in Bellings, Montana, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because uh, I ran into them as well. I think it was last Tuesday. Do you have an accent? Um, the lady, like, she didn't even... So we walked out of the Spectrum store over there by Walmart. Yeah. And we were getting into Good my directions. car. Good directions. Yeah, over there on, on the West End Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Remember it has that charter store? Yeah. Um. <laughs> we walked out of there, 
And we're getting in my car, and right when we got to the door, I saw this freaking, like, gray, nice SUV. I think it was, like, a Lexus or something. It was, like, dark, dark in color. It was, like, dark gray or either, like, light black, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, like, pulled up, and that lady, like, leaned out the window, and she had that ring. Uh-huh. And before she could even say anything, because I read about it so many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, that's a scam. Get in. And they're like, I said, no, that's a scam. And they didn't even get a chance to say anything. Like, she... Just took the ring back and got back, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sat yeah, back yeah. in her seat. <laughs> the, the guy that that was talking to me, he had an accent, like, I'm not going to. Middle Eastern? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I try not to sound, like, all racist or stereotypical or whatever. But, yeah, that's that that describes it, Middle Eastern. It could have been, like, Indian. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not to see all the people from that region looking, talking. Indian with a dot or Indian with a feather? Indian mm. with a dot. Real End, Indian. Indian with a feather would have had a PlayStation 4. You want to buy this? And it would have been real. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't have got it anyway, but, uh, you know. You they, they wouldn't let me hawk this, so you want to buy it for me? and Let me hawk it to you. I got, yeah. too, I got too many yeah. things in, in pawn right now, and they said I reached my limit, so you want to. Lammers won't give me no more money. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Blaine. <laughs> Bullet Blaine. But I blame. All anyway, right, so watch out right. for Eagles. All right, all right, all right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for bringing it as always. I think I believe it was a good speak on it tonight. And to you out there, our unspoken disciples, we appreciate you. We love you. Keep spreading the unspoken words gospel, Billy Graham style. But wait, there's more. Okay. <laughs> oh, Karen, quit fighting me because I didn't take you to Crow Fair. Didn't put you in the parade. Yeah. And you'd just be prancing around out there in front of those res horses. <laughs> in front of those crow breeds. Probably would have got pregnant. <laughs> and had a crow fair baby. <laughs> Brought home one of them skinny old jugheads. <laughs> Probably trying to shack up down there. Them jaguar hickeys. Jaguar. <laughs> one of them ponies with his rib showing. <laughs> All right, Karen, back to your stall. <laughs> I got some apples from you from Crow Fair. All right. What? Okay. We're good? <laughs> We're good. Yes, sir. We're good. All right, then. Well, let's get out of here. Thank you. Deuces. Appreciate you. Love you. Chinook. 595. Out. Out. What's up, Holler Richie Boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Randy B, a.k.a. Pa Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.